When your child comes out as LGBTQ, you need a place to find the right tools to help you and your child thrive. This is the podcast you need. Hi, my name is Jenny Hunter, and I am an advanced certified faith-based family coach. And I have coached over 10,000 hours helping families with LGBTQ children become healthy, thriving families. Hello. Welcome back to part two of learning how to connect with your children. Um, Like I said in the first one, it is, this is to me, some of the best investment of your time and your resources is learning how to navigate these relationships. And, you know, first of all, you should congratulate yourself for investing even 20 minutes of listening to me today, um, that this is what you have a desire to connect more. It's just start with the the desire to connect will really help you um, find ways and doing it differently. And I know that's how mine started, where I was like, I know what I was doing wasn't working and I knew I needed to find help to do it in a better, in a healthier way. So good job, like feel great as a parent. And now let's get into it. Um, You know, the first part, if you haven't um, listened to it, go listen to that because I talk about um, the epic way to parent, which is really the connecting way to parent, where you are not being the BFF or the tyrant, but you're being the connected parent who is parenting um, what your child needs and you are parenting for that child. Like I have six children and I have to connect differently with all six of my children and learning the skills, this Epic, which is, um, it's really enjoying your children, having peace about their decisions, being in relationship with them and having confidence about your decisions as a parent, that is the key for it. And so we went and talked a lot about how to enjoy your children in the last episode, the first episode. And now we're going to talk about peace. And, you know, I, gave you example of my client who their child was experiencing a lot of suicide ideation. And so she was like, I'm getting up three or four times a night, checking on them as they're in their bed. I am constantly asking them. I'm constantly looking for resources of like how much I could help them like therapy and everything and talking to other parents about it. And she goes, I am just in 24 seven of this emotion of fear. And I helped her realize like, she wants to continue to do what she's doing. Maybe not get up in the middle of the night every night because she was exhausted, but getting all the help she could possibly get, but not to live in, not take this from fear, but take it from peace. Because what she was doing is she was creating already kind of the result that he was gone. She was living those emotions that she would feel if her son had gone through with the ideation. And when she realized that it was so um, eye-opening to her, she was like, oh my gosh, you're right. Like I'm already feeling that worst case emotion. And she was missing the gift of the everyday with her son and enjoying that he is there. He is in front of her. And he, she was creating like the scenario that he was gone. She was living that. And once she was able to shift that mindset to just that piece of, I could only control my actions and how I show up as my mom, as the mom and the moment I, we can't control like the moment, but we could control how we feel in the moment. And when she was able to shift for a piece of like, he is here in front of me. I am doing the things I want to as the mom. I'm proud of how I'm showing up. I am thankful for this moment. What she did is she created this love and this peace for her and for him. And she let go of what she can't control and let go of that fear. And then she was taking actions from that piece. And the problem with us taking actions from fear is we're not taking our best actions. And 
our children feel that fear. And you remember like our thoughts trigger our feelings and our feelings trigger our actions and all of our actions create our experience. And so she was creating the experience of living with her son already gone. And this is what we do when we live in fear about our children's decisions or the future. Our brains are so good about going and creating the worst case scenarios. Like I remember when my children started driving, the worst case scenarios of their driving accidents, all of these things, I was constantly living in that fear. And I had to really almost go to that worst case scenario and then say, now what? Like, and you know, worst case scenario, even with your child, if they do, like we had a child who, who did attempt suicide and that was horrible. And it is a horrible thing. I'm not making light of that at all, but then showing up in that of like, what can you control in that? How do you feel? And how do you show up in that? And how do you love that child? And how, what gratitude can you find for that life you had with that child? And it is, I like to take like my clients to the worst case and then how do we act there and move back? And so what is the story you're telling about your child again? Like we taught, we covered this in enjoying, but like you will believe whatever story you were thinking and is the story you're telling yourself helpful, right? Like she was telling like, my life would be over if my child committed suicide. Yes. That is like, like you would feel that, but her life was kind of over right then because she wasn't living her life with her child in front of her. And so realize like you have to really let go of controlling our children's decisions and you could only control how you show up, how you love that child and how everything you do to help that child. And then let it's God's business and their business. So you stay, what I like to say, stay in your lane. You, and in she, I was like, I asked her the question, even if the worst happened, how would you feel like how you're showing up as the mom right now? And she's like, I would feel a lot of regret that I've like used this time in my fear, but I also would be really grateful for all the things and the resources I found that him. And I'm like, yes, like that gratitude and that love you, that taking action from that, like taking action of like, I love the mom I'm being, I love that I have this child right now, right now. That is the only thing you can control. And so what it did is totally shifted her everyday life. So that is work. And that's sometimes can be painful work because we can't control our children's decisions. And I know when my child swallowed a bunch of pills, it was a scary thing. So I, I, my heart goes out to you parents. It is one of the worst things we can experience as a, as a parent, but controlling our emotions during that time will only benefit our child and they feeling your peace and your confidence that actually will help them in that. So your next one is in relationship. And so I gave you the scenario of my client who, once their child came out, they kind of, the child shut down in the sense that very non-communicative, didn't respond to texts. Um, they, this child was living out of the house, uh, but I had another client who was like, this child would come home and just go straight to the room and I'll try to have a conversation. And it was always kind of met with aggression or hostility. And she's like, I want a relationship, but clearly they don't. So where does that leave me? Leave me. And so where does that leave you is one of my favorite thoughts to have with my children is you can't keep me from loving you. And when you really understand what is a relationship. So a relationship is our thoughts about another person are, that is what creates a relationship. And we know this because think about, um, you probably have thoughts about me and you're in a relationship with me, but I don't know you yet. Or like, 
with um, Kelly Ripa, right? Or um, with a movie star where you're like, I have serious thoughts about, um, you know, movie stars and love them. And they have no idea who I am, but I feel like I have a relationship with them or even like a friend who I haven't seen for 10 years. I think a thought and I have a thought about that person. So our thoughts we have are incredibly powerful and they inform our core beliefs about someone. And so these beliefs then act as a blueprint print for how blueprint for how we treat each other. And this blueprint is in turn impacts our behavior within our relationships. So depending on like your belief about this person, that is what we must manage our feelings in a way that brings us closer to the person where they're further apart. And I went through this too, where my son is horrible about like calling me back or like my husband and I laugh, like we're like, he calls us when he needs us, <laughs> you know? And at first that felt really hurtful and it was hard not to feel resentful. And I was like, we're not connected at all. And changing that to like, he is doing the best for him. Like he know, like I love him and I don't need him to validate that by calling me back. Um, and really focusing more on how he's doing it right for him and how I love him that changed. So when I actually did get on the phone with him, it wasn't like, I was resentful the whole time and he was feeling that energy. It goes once again, where you need to create thoughts that fill that connection, that love. So that when you have time with your children, they enjoy the experience of being around you. And if you are feeling resentful and feeling like they're ghosting you and that there there's no relationship, that is how you're going to show up. And so I kind of like to, it's all about respect and sometimes as parents, we feel like our children should respect us and that they should give us um, time because we do so much for them. And what helped me is like, I really thought this thought, I'm not entitled to anything. I'm not entitled to a phone call back or a text back. And that's totally fine. And you might be saying, Jenny, come on, like, that's just rude. And it might be, but you still can't like feeling entitled isn't going to help that scenario. It isn't going to like, you could demand it and you could try to control it, but that's not the relationship in the end you want. And so I really focused on like, I am just a steward to my child. Like I served them how I wanted to, and they are really heavenly father's child. And I just have given this great opportunity to love and to um, serve this child. And I have dropped like my expectations and I'm not saying requests. Like I have requests all the time, like call us every Sunday. But if that Sunday phone call doesn't come in, I don't make it mean that they're not loving me. They're not respecting me. I just make it, they're doing the best they can. This is what they need from me right now. And so when I then have a conversation with them, I get, it's very positive. I feel loved. They feel loved. And that connection is always there. So you don't need FaceTime and um, spend time to feel connected. It is all about your belief system of the other person. And I really like to like do the magic wand trick, which like, okay, if my child talked to me every Sunday and told me every detail of their life, how would I be feeling? I would be feeling connection. So what would I be thinking? They want me in my in their life. They love me. They I am important to them. And so I create those thoughts. Like I literally, I know like my, I am important to my children and, but I'm no longer looking for like the validation on top of it. Meaning like they have to do things to create that validation. And when you take control of your validation, this is where your relationships get up tiered because you need validation. It is a need. Everybody needs to be wanted and loved. 
And when you stop delegating it to the people who aren't very good at it, that is when you change around the people. Um, When you focus on your own needs and your own emotions as a parent, what happens is you get much better equipped to help guide your child in a healthy way and to stay connected to them regardless. And so like creating this belief system and understanding your worth and connecting to yourself, then that just filters down to connection to everybody and how you're feeding your need for validation. Like, are you feeding your need for validation by your children telling you something or your husband or your best friend telling you? That is not going to be ongoing source for you. And that might dry up and that might make you feel very hollow one day. And so learning to love yourself, like in a relationship, like being realizing a relationship is all about our thoughts about the other person. And the more capability I have to love myself and to validate myself, the more I have to offer validation and love to other people. And so I'm not, when my children are around, I'm not like that the kind of icky energy of like, make, make me feel like a good mom. Tell me I'm a good mom. Give me all these things. I don't need that from them because I take care of that. And what happens is I'm just around enjoying whoever they are and whatever they give me. And they feel that. And it's such a way more fun experience. And this is for your husband too, like taking care of like, I'm an amazing wife. I am an amazing girlfriend, really showing up as the mom and the person you want validate that and then just enjoy the people and don't put so much pressure on them to make you feel a certain way. You put yourself in charge of your own emotions. Okay. So that is in a relationship, make your belief system about your relationship with a person. Is it healthy? Is it creating connection? Like that thought is they can't keep me from loving them. That is the, one of my favorite thoughts. And I feel connected every time I, I feel that thought and your relationship with yourself. How does it need to improve? How do you need to get better about providing that need for validation? Because it is a need and figure out like the thoughts and the belief system and the narrative of how you can provide that for yourself. Okay. So we're into Epic EPIC, enjoy peace in relationship. And we're on the last one, confidence, confidence. You know, I talked about Charlotte who, um, she was like, my child, I want to love and support them, but I don't agree with their behaviors. And this is where you have to really know how to, um, set boundaries because boundaries is a really important part of love. It just is, but setting it from healthy boundaries. And so like boundaries are set from, there are three things that you need for a healthy boundary. First of all, never set boundaries from anger, from resentment, always from love. So if you are feeling triggered about a situation that happened, have yourself calm down and go, don't make any boundaries until you feel emotional love. The second part is boundaries are always for something for you to change and not for others to change. You can't control or put demands on other people and they're going to expect them to apply to that. You have to say, like, say you're talking to your child and they use swear language on the phone. You're like, honey, when you, when you say this word to me, just know I'm going to hang up. It's nothing about you. It's just, I have a personal boundary. And then the third one is communicate it clearly. Like I just said, honey, when this happens, you know, we had a situation like this where um, we had a family trip trip where our child was doing some things that we were not a fan of. And it was another holiday coming up and everybody was coming home. So we didn't address it there. We were feeling pretty heated at that point. We waited till we calmed down, till we could set our boundaries. John and I sat down and said, this is the things we think are important. We communicated clearly and said, Hey, 
we realized these things were going on. Well, you are adult and you get to do these things, but these things aren't going to be done in our home. So just know if these things are done in our home, we will put you on a plate and know that it's not because we don't want to spend time with you. It's not that we don't love you. It's just that this is the boundary for our, us and know that we don't want them done. So can you manage your time in our home and not do them? Like this is the decision for you. And we didn't make it about his behavior. We just made it about us and our boundaries and that it is our situation that we want. This is kind of the boundary we're setting. And what happened is because we handled it in such a calm way, the holiday went fabulous. Our boundaries were honored. And it also gave us a a time and a safety space to kind of talk about those behaviors we were worried about to address them because we didn't make those behaviors less than about that child. We were just like, these, we're a little like worried about these, what's going on here. And not that we're worried that you are less than, but we're just worried, like, why are these happening? And this was able to open up a really healthy conversation. So when your child, when they're doing things that you might not agree with, that is how you set boundaries. And really what I call about like focus on consequences versus the behavior, meaning math versus drama. What I say that is like, we have a rule in our house where one of our rules is each kid gets a dish week. And um, so they do the whole week of the dishes. And if they skip a night, I just say calmly the next day, oh, by the way, you have one more day on your dish week, which the other child below them was like, please skip a day. Cause then you go into my week and they're upset. They're not thrilled with that, but I'm not upset. And I'm like, you could totally be upset. I get it. You have an extra day, but I take out all the drama. So when you are consequences versus behavior, meaning like say, um, you know, if, if your child is like off um, midnight and you're like curfew was 11, say, if you come in at midnight again, then we get the car keys for a week. And what you do in that moment, don't be afraid of their negative emotion. Let them manage their own emotions and appropriately. So like if they're hitting or doing anything, then that's another thing, but just say, I totally get it. You're upset. I would be upset too, but do it from a neutral, positive space. Like I love you. I understand why this makes you upset, but these are our boundaries and make it about you and your parenting say, Hey, when you're adult, you totally get to do this. Or if you're adult and you come to home, this is what it's going to be in your home. You totally get to do it something else. And so what happens is you connect, (coughs) excuse me, you connect and you get curious and you connect before you direct. Like I have found that every time, like one of my children are acting out unpleasant, they felt like they really had a good reason. And they weren't just being unpleasant because it was fun to be unpleasant. They were like dealing with some strong emotions or something going on with their life. And I like our job as parents is to make a neutral, safe space without the drama and to find out what is going on there and take that investment of like time and patience to create that safe space so that you could be the most helpful parent. And the last thing I'm going to leave you with is know your ideal outcome for connection. I have this um, ideal outcome for all my children, which is I am the safe place to land. I am their soft place. There is nothing they could do that will be outside the circle of my love. And your outcome, see how my outcome is all about me, meaning like my results are only judged how I feel um, and how I showed up versus how my children show up. And so when I am like focused on this ideal outcome of like, 
they will, I will always love them. I will always, they will always be in my circle. I am their safe place to land. Then that's how I show up. And I have more patience and bandwidth to help them through their hard times because they're going to have hard times. And those hard times can drive away your children away, or you could drive them closer to you. And I know you're like me, you want to be the soft place. And so being that soft place is the epic. It is enjoying your child, having peace with the outcome and the circumstance of life, um, being in relationship, knowing what, how you manage the relationship and what is a relationship managing your thoughts around that and taking care of you. And the last one is having confidence in your parenting decisions. You, they don't have to like your decisions, but communicate them in no drama, no attacking, not disdain, but just with love and creating that connection that you want. And I promise you, I've seen it in my six kids is I have the relationship I want with my children. And I feel like I'm in charge of creating that relationship and I love spending time with them. And I think they love spending time with me. I, I choose to think that. And so what happens is when I'm with them, it is the relation is the moments I want. It is exactly what I want. And I know just like my parents who have passed on, I feel like I'm on that same road of um, creating the relationship that I want with my children for eternity, the celestial relationship. So please reach out. This is the stuff I do in my community. And I work on one-on-one with you and help you kind of clean up your story and clean up your old patterns so that you could be that parent you want to be. Thank you for listening. Have an amazing day. Where have you found the support that your family needs? I would be honored to be that support. I have created a virtual coaching program specifically for Christian LGBTQ families. Come check out the coaching community, Lifted Together with Jenny Hunter. In our community, you will find a safe space to process all the emotions and all the things that you need to find the support that you will need to help your child thrive. You will find it in private coaching, group coaching, and I have created hours of content just for you. When you are ready to thrive as a family, please come check out liftedtogether.com slash membership.